Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung, the opportunity to give in the worship of giving. And now as we've come to this point where we will look into your word, we ask that it falls upon the good soil of our heart. And Father, if there's any stony or hard places in our hearts, we ask that you'll break it up, even right now, that you'll break up that fallow ground, and that this word will fall into the good soil, that it will gain great root, that it will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and that its leaves will bring forth fruit that will give you glory. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends and family, we are now in our second episode of our series, The Way, the Truth, and the Light. And today is going to be a very special to me uh, subject because I think of when I was in the military and when we had to do what they call patrols, which is to go out and, and check out certain areas, we usually didn't do it during the daytime. It's usually we started off about 12.30 or one o'clock in the morning while most of y'all was at home sleeping. And we would walk for miles and miles sometimes and get to the spot probably about 3, 3.30 in the morning and have to be able to look at the area and figure all the area out and then be back out of the area before the sun came up. So in this episode today, we're going to be looking at Jesus' declaration, I am the light of the world. And Jesus, he alone is the hope of the world and able to give sight to the spiritually blind. And as we live in a world filled with darkness and hurt, our trust must be anchored in Jesus, who is the light. If you allow me, last week we started off our first episode. Our first episode was talking about Jesus' declaration that I am the bread of life. And if you haven't figured it out today, today we're going to be talking about Jesus' declaration of, I am the light of the world. So the subtitle for last week was bread. So guess what the subtitle is for this week? Light. Now, I only have one definition for today, and that definition is light. And light is something that makes things visible or affords illumination. Something that makes things visible or affords illumination. We're going to start off in John, the 8th chapter, the 12th verse. Then we're going to jump over to John, the 9th chapter, starting at the 1st verse. But John, the 8th chapter, English Standard Version says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, 
but have the light of life. John, the ninth chapter, starting at that first verse, it goes like this. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not this man's sin or his parents, but that the works of God may be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts in Jesus' name. I just want us to take a moment to think about what it is to walk without light. Think for about it for a minute. You know you drunk that extra soda before you went to bed. Around about two or three o'clock in the morning, your bladder is alerting you that um, if you don't get up, I'm going to make you have a dream and make you use the restroom in the bed. So you jump up and you forgot that you had rearranged your bedroom and begin to journey towards where you remember the bathroom to be. But you forgot that you moved your chair to a new location and didn't stick your hand out to find your way. And next thing you knew, you were on the floor because you flipped over the chair because you were still half asleep. And just to make it even more funny, your bladder cut a little bit loose. So now you done flipped over the chair and peed on yourself. Now, you sit there in the midst of your pee and pain and say, why didn't I just turn on the light? Because if I were to turn on the light, I would have remembered that I had rearranged the room. I would have saw that I had rearranged the room, and I would not be looking to have to now go Take my pajamas to the laundry room because I got this big wet spot on my pajamas. Light is important to us. Light is something that we all need. Light allows us to utilize the rods and cones that are located in our eyes to see shapes and to be able to maneuver. And it provides us also with clarity. Light does a lot of things for us. So when we hear Jesus in today's context say, I am the light of the world, we, we are able to hear what his identity and his purpose are. 
He says it twice. He says, I am the light of the world. Twice. The first time he was saying that he is the light of the world and he is able to help us to overcome the darkness. The second time, which we'll get into a little bit deeper in a moment, but he is revealing how much illumination that he can provide. When he's talking about being the light, he says, I will provide clarity and I can provide direction. If we choose to follow Jesus, he will provide us with the uh, clarity and direction that is necessary for us to accomplish the goal in life. And then we won't have accidents and we won't have pain. We won't have embarrassment. Not saying that situations won't come up that will may make us feel like we should be embarrassed and in pain. But when we know who we belong to and who is leading us in a direction, guess what? Embarrassment and pain can't last too long. He says, later on, he says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. I don't know if you've ever tried to walk around a whole day with your eyes closed. I don't know if you even tried to walk around for 10 minutes with your eyes closed. But when you close your eyes, the one thing that you want to do is sit someplace and not move. You don't want to get involved with anything when your eyes are closed. Why? Because you can't see. But we need light. We need the illumination to come in and show us so that we can see. So Jesus is actually saying, come out of spiritual darkness and walk in his marvelous light because he has chosen you as his possession. And guess what? When you accept Christ, you are part of the royal priesthood. And so we want to have the mindset that I am one who walks in the light as Jesus is the light. We also see that Jesus contrasts life and death. Jesus says as he is light, he brings light. He says that walking in light brings life. But walking in darkness brings death. Now how do we walk in the light? We walk in the light when we put our trust in Jesus. We live according to his word and we obey him. But when we choose to put trust in ourselves or something else, when we choose to believe lies over the truth and when we choose to disregard the words of Jesus and walk in sin. We walk in darkness. And sometimes your eyes can be wide open, but they can be shut. 
and walk you into that chair. Now, I, I, I have to also bring out this point that Jesus didn't say, I am a light of the world. Like other folks try to say that they are a light. Jesus said, I am the light. <laughs> he is the exclusive source of divine light and truth. Isn't it something that we have found that Jesus says I'm light and in light is truth. So that tells us that in darkness, truth is not there. If you try, there's a, there's a song that says I searched all over and couldn't find. And the same thing, you can try to look for all these other things that you think will provide you with illumination, but guess what? It will not provide it like Jesus does. As I was telling, when I started out, I talked about being on patrol, and what we did is we took a red lens and put it over our flashlights so that we could at least get some type of light on the ground so we could make sure that we weren't stepping in any holes or anything. But we lost our ability to see the depth, so our depth perception was gone. And you're just walking along, and you just can't walk along with a light because then folks can see your light. So you would walk, and then you would put a poncho over yourself so you could use your light. So then you take the poncho off, and you could... So you always walk, and so you walk very gingerly. You move very slowly because when you don't have light, it's very hard to figure out what it is you want to do. If we were to put you into a room and removed all the light and then took a pin and poked a hole in the wall, you would run yourself right toward that light. <laughs> a pinhole of light, you would run toward it. But the point I want to bring out is, in a room this big, if total darkness, if we just put a little hole of light, you would be able to see where that light is. And you would move to where that light is. I was out the other, I was looking at our front porch the other day and we had those bug lights on so it stays on at night. And um, so we started having some spiders and stuff show up in the front yard. And I was like, you know, I need to, I don't know why these spiders are showing up. And then God was spoken. He said, because the light is drawing the bugs. The bugs is hanging around the light and the spiders is hungry. So the spiders are like, I'm going to go to where the light is. Everything is drawn to the light. Even the things that operate at night yes. walk toward the light. Amen. I have had the express benefit of having one of my nieces to stay with us and she has an animal that I am not celebratory about but as I told her because I love you 
I accept what you have. And one night, me and uh, this feline were sitting there, and I don't mind sitting in the dark. I've done it so much in my life. I, but I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me. And we had a little bit of light come in, and I saw because you know cats can see better at can see better than humans at night. And as I saw the light reflect off his eyes, I saw how the light, and it was just a little bit of light, but it lighted his eyes up. So it looked like two little um, globes were looking at me. And I said, that is so neat. God has created them so that even a little bit of light, once it hits their eyes, intensifies so that they can see in the darkness. And that's the same thing that Jesus wants. Jesus wants to provide the light that will intensify in our life so that we can see even in the midst when it seems like nothing but darkness is all around us. He's able to send a little bit of light and we're able to see past the darkness that's trying to overwhelm us and overcome us. But sometimes... We decide that other things look like light. We decide that maybe I want to try it this way. I heard this worked for some other people. And I heard that, and we try these other different methods and realize that it's not illuminating. It may be putting off something that appears to be light, however, comma, it does not illuminate. So if it does not illuminate, I can't see. And we have to realize something about our adversary. He is a thief, and he comes to steal, and he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. So he will provide alternatives to the real. Yes, yes. And when he provides alternatives, some folks are drawn to the alternative because they do not want to put in the requirement of obeying and walking in the word in order to have the full illumination. Amen. If I'm talking about you, just look straight ahead. Nobody will know I'm talking about you. But we have to realize that Jesus says that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light. I'm I'm jumping ahead to, to I think, week number six. But the thing is, there's no other way except through Jesus that we can have access to the kingdom of God. Every other direction, every other way leads to Destruction. The Bible said it like this. There is a way that seems right to a man. But as he's walking down that way he thought is right, he ends up getting destroyed. But we have to be locked into the word. We have to be locked into the word. We have to be locked into the word. And know the direction that God wants us to go in. Know how he wants us to live. Operate in the power of his word. Guess what? And then this is the thing. When you can see, you have hope. 
If you would have flipped on the light when you got out of bed, guess what would have happened? You'd have saw that you put that chair in the wrong spot. You'd have sidestepped that chair, ran your little cell phone in the bathroom, and did your business. So when you have light, you have hope. Because you are able to see that I'm able to accomplish that, which is what I wanted to accomplish, number one. Number two, you can see anything that would try to pull you off the path and begin to go in the direction that is necessary for you to achieve that which you hope for. Amen. Amen. So Jesus' declaration of his divine purpose to be our illumination, to be our light, means that he wants to provide us with everything that's necessary for us to reflect his glory to everyone that we encounter. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? He wants us to be a reflection of who he is to everyone that we encounter. So what he kind of wants us to be is reflectors. He wants us to be little bitty flashlights that we're sitting up there reflecting his glory to those that we encounter. He wants us to be examples of what it is to be a light. That is what God's desire is for us to be and to walk in. He wants us to be the light. And when we are the light, we will cause people to see the direction that they need to go in. They will realize that the darkness that they're walking in does not have to overcome them. That they do not have to be surrounded by feeling as if they are desolate and without, that they can have hope that even if I am in the valley of the shadow of death, that I don't stay there, that I'll continue to walk, I'll continue to move, I'll continue to walk toward the light and realize I have victory. Y'all give me a couple more minutes, I'll be done with you. So when we see that Jesus is the light and see that he illuminates us and his desire is to reflect his light through our lives and to other people, we should be wanting to be that reflector. We should want to be that example. As we said before, that we are God's hands, feet, and voice in the earth. And we want to say it the way that God would say it. We want to do it the way that God would do it. We want to walk it the way God would walk it. We want to handle it the way God would handle it. So that it's not about us. It's about him. Now that second story. us, 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 Us religious people, we always get wrapped around the wrong thing. When we look at John, the first chapter, they're walking along. They see the blind man. And the first thing the disciples say is what? Who sinned? We all, the religious folks all want to know who done sinned. We're always looking for who did wrong. Why? Because the religious person wants to put himself above the person that he's supposed to be ministering to. Listen, if I'm talking about you, look straight ahead. Well, nobody know I'm talking about you. But you've got to realize that we have a responsibility to be the light. And if we're going to be the light, because Jesus said, y'all, y'all got this twisted. 
this situation occurred so that we can see the wondrous works of God. Amen. No, that ain't what we think about. We think about who did the sinning. Now, wait a minute. Jesus says this happened so we can see the works of God, but we focus on the sin. Y'all ain't catching what I'm saying. Jesus says we're going to see the wonderful works of God. We're saying who sinned. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, help us, please. The man been blind since birth. Ain't never seen the light of day. And they want to blame the parents. They want to look at his disability. They don't want to see it how Jesus sees it. Jesus sees this man being able to see, being productive, being able. Wait a minute. He, he ain't got no eyeballs. Jesus said, oh, that's okay. Let me spit on the ground. Let me go ahead and mix up this real quick. Guess what? He took dirt. Yes, Put it in his eye. Why? Because man was made from the dust of the earth. See, y'all, come on with me now. Okay, he ain't had no eyeballs. That's all right. I'm going to put an eyeball in him. All right? He put, the, put that mud in his eyes. He said, put the mud on his eyes. He said, go ahead and wash that mud off. Man gets in the pool, washes his eyes, and next thing he know, he got light. Man, I'd have drop kicked everybody in that pool. I'd have been running. They'd have been. I ain't seen that much shouting ever. But the purpose of Jesus said that I am the light of the world. Anything that's in darkness, if I show up, guess what darkness does? Disappears. It dissipates. It disintegrates because darkness can't stay in the light. Darkness try to hang out in the light. Darkness get whipped every time. I explained to a person, uh, this look one of my little side notes, I'm not time. little side notes. I was explaining to a young preacher, I was saying, what we have done is we have given things names. I said, but it's not really what we think it is. I said, for instance, I said, code is not have a definition. And he said, what? I said, cold is actually the absence of heat. Heat is the thing, and when you don't have heat, we call it cold. So cold is not real, but it's our way of saying when you don't have heat. Y'all, if y'all with me, y'all know where I'm going. So if you, if light is the word, the lack of light we call darkness but darkness is not real it is the absence of come on now so what we want to do is we want to be in the real and not in the absence of the real we used to call that fake when I was coming up when you walk through certain cities you see a person standing on the side of the road and they'll say you want to watch it's, it's a Rolex right but it's got a little R to start it off <laughs> All right, when I was over in Iraq, they had a bunch of, we called them Joe Lexus because they was junk, but we still put them on like they was something. Joe Lexus. So we want to be with the genuine. We want to be with the real. And the real, when there's no real, then we also have a word for that. So if you want to be with the real, you walk in the light. How do we walk in the light? We attune ourselves unto the word of God. David said like this. He said, where can a young man 
find his way by tuning his ear to the word of God. Then Solomon, with his old smart self, got up there and said, he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Then David said, oh, I got something to add to that, son. He said, his word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. I ain't heard a thing about darkness and nothing I said. So what we have to realize is that God has already positioned us. He has already looked at the situation and he already sees how he's going to cause his glory to be made manifest. So when you walk up on a blind person that's been blind since birth, we don't worry about how they got blind. We focus on how they're going to get healed. We're going to focus on how God is going to work in their lives. We, because you ain't got to have eyeballs to see. I, I just want y'all to know that. I know a young man up in Spartanburg, South Carolina. That young man do more before most of us do all day. Before 9 a.m., he should be in the army. But he, he, he'll tell you he's been blind since he's 14. Four or five businesses. Rap career. Does all this stuff. Yes. And they actually made a joke. They actually took, took a video of him driving a car and, and sent it to the family and, and messed everybody's head up. But they, they actually just had the wheel turn, you know, so he wasn't going to hit nothing for real. And it was temp, so folks were getting a little nervous. But anyway, so what we have to do is we have to grab hold of this word. We have to see the word for what it is and walk in what the word is. Because if we don't, we begin to lessen the light in our lives. And if we lessen the light in our lives, guess what ends up happening? We end up in the alternative. Now, even in the midst of this nonsense that the disciples was chained, uh, talking about who done sin. I, I know. We don't do that today. We don't, we don't wrap around... Why he come in here dressed like that? Why she, oh, that dress, look. It's got to slip all the way up to her waist. Oh, look, look at what she got on. Look, oh, look how cut her, her brows cut so low that the, her, you can see every cleavage. You can see, instead of us being glad that they've come into the house of the Lord and saying, well, as you're in the Lord's presence, we believe that God's going to cause a transformation as you adhere to the word and you will change to become modestly dressed. Instead, as soon as they walk in the door, why are you dressed like that? Go see mother such and such. She got a robe for you to put on. She got something for you to put on. She got some stockings for you to put on. Why are you going to wear stockings in South Carolina? In the spring, I mean in the summer. Men don't even want to be wearing pants. Men start to wear shorts to church now because it'd be so hot. And you want her to be dressed from the, oh, because she's going to call it, brother, you need to bounce your eyes. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry. I just, I, I went down the wrong, I'm supposed to be on the, supposed to be on the light. But it, it, it just irritates me. We 
stand up here. We like, women, you need to do this. You need to slap some of them brothers upside the head and tell them jokers, you need to be a man of integrity and watch your eyes. Watch your eyes. Jokers. I'm sorry. 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 I'm not, but I am. I'm not. Yeah, if every, come on, lady. If everybody watch your eyes, then you ain't gonna be worried about what everybody else doing. Let's just let's just watch Jesus and see what He do in the situation. All right. Okay, come on, girl. Bring you up here in a minute. You keep talking like that. So, what usually happens? I'm I'm gonna finish up with this. What usually happens is when we are going through pain, when we're going through trials, we look for an opportunity to try to escape from that. We try to get away from it because none of us like pain. I'm going to say it again. None of us like pain. None of us like suffering. I tell a story when I'm doing mentoring. I tell a story of the men, two country guys, God went to go visit his neighbor. We used to do that back in the day. Goes over to visit his neighbor, and his old hound dog was sitting up there on the porch. What's going on? What's going on with your dog? Oh, he's sitting on the nail. Well, why don't he get up? Because it don't hurt hard, don't hurt bad enough yet. Sometimes we will sit in a situation All right. because we get comfortable with the pain. Mm. Say that. We get nervous. What if it stops hurting? What am I going to do? Uh-huh. I'm so used to this. Why do I need to change? Right. And we sit there. Girl, my back, my neck, my shoulder. Oh, Lord. Oh, and then they say, you need to lose five pounds. Oh, my back, my shoulder, my chin. Oh, oh, oh. Stop eating this. Oh, my back, my shoulder. And we stay in the midst of the pain. We want to be where we're comfortable, and we want to see how everything's going to be all right. And we're sitting there, oh, Oh, this hurts so bad. And God's like, just look over to the right. I got the door open. Oh, I can't even turn my head, Lord. He said, I'll just put the door in front of you. Oh, Lord. I can't see the door. Lord, I've been praying for this for 15 years. What you, can you help me? Y'all know my story about the man drowning. I ain't going to do that one today. God provides avenues. He provides illumination. He provides everything that we need in order to be walking in the light. But we choose. We make the decision that we like sitting on the nail better than we like the comfort of walking in Jesus. Listen, like I said, if I'm talking about you, look straight ahead. Won't nobody know I'm talking about you. Well, my computer just told me I've been talking long. Okay, let me finish up. (laughs) So what we try to do is, when we start having to deal with our pain and our hurt, the first thing we try to do is detach from everybody. We try to isolate ourselves. 
rather than sitting there and facing what we're going through and knowing that if we have our hope in Jesus, he gives us victory over every situation. Then we try to fake it like everything all right. Sometimes, you know what? That's another religious thing. I thought I was done. I'm finna get on us religious folks again. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay, that don't tell me how you doing. Dude, I got on these shoes. Two sizes too small, but that's the only, and it's the only thing that will go with my suit, so I'm wearing these shoes. Well, brother, take off the shoes. I can't, because I, I got to look good. We have become so good at pretending that when the manifestation of God's presence shows up, we don't know how to deal with it. We have come so good at, oh, bless the name of the Lord, oh, yeah, oh, worship, oh, worship, worship, worship. But then when the spirit of worship really comes in and hits us, we're looking around like, what was that? Because we have spent so much time pretending, so much time sitting on that nail. And now when the real shows up, when, when the, you get moved off the nail, you don't even know how to act. So you pretend as if you're still in a bad condition. Because that's all you know. But God wants to renew your mind. He wants to take you to another level. He wants to put you where he desires for you to be. And that is on top. And the last thing that we try to do, like I said, we try to detach. We try to separate ourselves from things. Then we try to pretend like everything is everything. Then the next thing we try to do, we try to distract ourselves. Y'all not going to like how we're going to end this one today, but that's okay. You'll be fine. <laughs> so instead of going through the pain or Walking in Jesus through the pain or letting Jesus take us over, under, through, around, whatever way he needs to move us through the pain, we decide to remove the pain ourselves. And we distract ourselves from the pain. Some of us do that through uh, drugs. Some of us do that through porn. Some of us do that through alcohol. Some of us do that through shopping. Some of us do that through work. Some of us do that through chilling and Netflixing. We figure out everything to cause us not to think about what it is we need to think about so that we can remove what it is that we need to remove. I told y'all that I wasn't going to like to finish. Sometimes I like to distract myself because it's easier. I, don't, I just don't want to, Jesus, I, don't, I just don't feel like dealing with it. I'm going to go buy me another. Or I'm going to go watch this. Or I'm going to keep working. I'm going to work an extra, extra couple shifts so I don't even have to deal with it. But if we walk in the light and we have hope that the light will lead us to all that God has for us then we should be able to walk through the pain. I know it might hurt sometimes. I know it may feel 
overwhelming sometimes. But there's something that just keeps ringing in my mind when I get in these situations. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. David said, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord took me up. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I am with you even to the end of the world. Walk in the light. Because in the light, there's joy, there's peace, there's love. We don't have to sit on the nail. We can walk in freedom. We can walk in peace. And most of all, we can reflect the glorious light of the Lord to others and cause them to be drawn in so that they can have that same light in their life. You know, today you may have heard what I said and you realize that you are in a situation whereby you realize that you thought you had the light, but you're more so on the side of darkness. And that's not a problem. The problem where we run into complications is the fact that when you try to manufacture the light yourself, it's an artificial light. And the only way that you can, we can get you connected properly to the source so that you have the true light is that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to tell you, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing right now. If you could stop for a moment and say to yourself and to all the world that I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and that I believe that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says you shall be saved. The word saved means to be delivered, to be rescued. And what are you being saved and delivered from? You're being saved and delivered from the penalty of sin. The Bible tells us that the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, that name keeps popping up. Because the Bible also tells us that there's no other name whereby men can be saved than Jesus. Saved, delivered, set free. You see how this thing keeps working? It all goes through Jesus. So today, if you make that decision to make Jesus your Lord, we want to help you. We want to assist you along this journey. This is not an individual sport. This is a team event. And wherever you are, let us know that you've made that decision. Email us at info at godshousecc.com. We will come alongside you, help you, assist you along this journey to help you to get up off of that nail. To get out of the darkness and walk more in the light so that God can be and use you for everything that he desires to use you for. Alcohol, drugs, porn, workshop, all that stuff 
can be set aside and you can walk in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. And when you're free in Jesus, the Bible says you are truly free. So we want that for you. Please email us. Let us know that you've made that decision. And we will be there for you via email and assist you along this journey. Because it's a great and fun journey once you're walking in the light. Well, friends and family, episode number two is in the books. The Way, the Truth, and the Life, subtitled Light. We hope something was said today that will cause you to seek God more diligently, love him more strongly, and that you will reflect him more gloriously to those that are around you, that your heart will be made to rejoice. And with that being said, we'll see you next week, and God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.